This briefest of the Rickard leader captures the soft, wistful atmosphere of romance expressed in the text with quasi-impressionistic nuances. The translucent, gossamer-like orchestration is composed of the sparest touches of harmony and filigree in winds, celesta, and harp around which a sinewy line of violin figuration weaves its magic spell. A minor key version of the continuous undulating figuration will create a more melancholy atmosphere when it provides the rhythmic background for the Herbst movement from Das Lied von der Erde. Pentatonic intervals used to vary the string figuration and the frequent appearance of a Malarian augmented sixth brings that great song symphony to mind. The light texture and a primarily diatonic vocal line are possibly the most important indications of the extent to which Mahler has refined his art as a song composer. While this song is also one of the purest romances Mahler ever wrote, never once tinged by tension or troubled by melancholy thoughts, it is also one of his most accessible. A gentle, ethereal quality pervades the music. The dynamic levels never rise above piano, and an ethereal ambiance is elicited by soft hues and gently flowing lines. The shortest possible introduction immediately establishes a light, delicate atmosphere on filigree arpeggios in clarinet, harp, and celesta that decorate a muted A natural on the horn. The singer enters in mid-measure with a floating arch-like phrase that wafts gently in the fragrant air the poem describes. Neither repeated nor even developed, this phrase simply functions mimetically to characterize the aroma of the scene described in the poem. Violins softly begin to stir the air with soft, winding eighth-note figuration that accompanies the singer throughout most of the song. The vocal line proceeds in a diatonic, stepwise manner for the most part, with small intervallic leaps, the widest of which occurs at the cadences that close each of the song's two verses. Both these cadences include the motive sung to the words Der Tagesschern at the end of the fourth song of Kindertotenlieder. Permutations of the motive of longing appear in the melodic line, befitting the romantic subject of the poem. In fact, the song's lyricism and its melodic shape come as close to arioso style as ever occurs in Mahler's Lieder. Only three times in the entire song does an instrumental part contain melodic material, and in each instance it is presented by a single instrument, oboe, horn, and flute, in that order. First, the melody runs counter to the vocal line, then partially doubling the voice, and finally as a concluding solo. Indicative of its sparse orchestration, several of the song's 36 measures contain nothing but the voice accompanied by the sinewy string figuration. When winds are used, they provide the barest harmonic support or merely double the melody. Occasionally, meter shifts from three-quarter to six-quarter seem to extend the musical flow rather than create an imbalance or distension. Only twice does the song rise to a modest expression of romantic passion. The first time, on a rising diminished fifth, sung to the word haunt, that precedes the last line of the first verse. The melting cadence that ends this verse will return in a slightly altered form at the end of the song.
A variation of the vocal melody that introduces the second verse is played tenderly by the oboe, around which the flowing string figuration gently wraps itself. The singer begins this verse with the music previously used for the poem's second line. For the most part, the tonality is stable, until, through one measure in B major, it moves magically into E-flat, as the singer describes how a branch of the linden tree is delicately broken off. From there to the end of the song, the intervals are wider. Chromatic passing tones, like minor seconds, create a minor key flavor that, instead of tainting the music with melancholy, transports it to realms of ethereal beauty. The cadence that ends the last line of a poem also serves as a means of harmonic transposition back to the song's principal key of D major. A flute begins the four-bar coda with a variant of the counter-melody played earlier by the oboe, accompanied by the winding string figuration. The final chord is formed by the flute holding a B natural over the entrance of a D major chord, thus producing another pentatonic chord with added sixth, on which the song concludes. Lagrange points out that Mahler's use of such augmented sixth chords reinforces the feeling of immateriality by weakening almost all the cadences and the other tonal functions, as in Ich bin der Welt abandon gekommen. 